What a great way to wake up. With a cup of logic, reason, and common sense. Welcome to the Independence Morning View. Let's get to it. to you wherever you are in the world. I'm Johnny Anderson. I'm joined this morning by Bruce Adams. Good morning, Bruce. How are you this morning? Good morning. Healthy life. Doing well. Uh, looking forward to just kind of a chill day. and um, A chill day? Getting, huh? Yeah, not, not getting um, worked up on anything political or... Um, uh, who am I kidding? We know we're going to get that in the afternoon. <laughs> yeah, I have got so much audio to play this afternoon that it'll make your head spin. I don't think you've heard any of it, but uh, and I've been holding it because I've been putting it together slowly over the last week. And it's testimony that is happening right now in the contested states in the U.S. This is not being played on any mainstream news network at all. If you're the average American out there, you don't have any idea that any of this stuff's going on, let alone if you're an international person, you don't know any of this stuff's going on either. I also want to talk a little bit about the relationship between the U.S. and Germany, and there's a reason behind that. Uh, but I'll probably save that to the to the end. Um, there is there's a lot of election. Um, how do I put it? There's a lot of concerns, mis- the concerns and, and mystery surrounding this election and things. And all I'm saying is, is that there are things that are happening in the U.S. and there are things that are happening in Germany that seem to be closely related. And we're just going to cover what some of those things are. That's all we're going to do. It's up to you to make up your mind. But I think there's more going on here than what meets the eye. But anyway, we'll talk about that later today. This morning, we like to talk about space here on The Morning Show. I mean, I, I kind of enjoy it. I, I think that it's uh, it's quite fascinating because I personally believe that that's where our future is. I think that um, uh, we need to figure out how to get off this rock and and quit dealing with all these, uh, these scumbag elites that are trying to... Uh, put their boot down on the face of humanity. So we're trying to go to the stars. You need to get the hell out of the way. And that's all there is to it. We're asking nicely. I'm saying that with a smile on my face. And I'm sure, Bruce, you can tell that it's being <laughs> that it's very sarcastic. Yes. OK, so let me see. Hayabusa 2. OK, what is that? No, it's not some it's not some crotch rocket that Kawasaki or Suzuki made. No, it's not what it is. It's not some motorcycle. It is a uh, it could be. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, it could be. It's not a Yamaha or anything like that. But um, it but good bikes, by the way. Uh, Japan's Hayabusa 2 mission delivered samples taken from a primitive asteroid to Earth on Saturday. This came back yesterday or a couple of days ago, which could provide potential insights into the origin of life on Earth and evolution of the solar system. So what have they actually done here? So they had a thing like we just did. They sent a probe out. It landed on the thing. It gathered a, a sample like it what did it like drilled down or something and then uh, and then shot back up and came back. Yeah, it was. Uh, let's see. It spent more than a year investigating uh, an asteroid called Ryugu. I, um, I I believe is the pronunciation. And uh, it took samples of, of of this asteroid and brought it back. Uh, and it did safely land. It's. Uh, they said that the capsule came back in good condition. Um, it is. Uh, they believe the samples were not uh, tainted or anything. And then you know everything. Everything went as planned, basically. At the time of reporting, moon samples believed to be the youngest so far were in a lunar orbit aboard uh, a Chinese uh, Sh- Shangi 5 spacecraft. Are they done already? The Chinese? Are they done on the moon already? I know uh, I know they had the, the rover they sent up uh, on the dark side and then past that, 
I don't I don't know what else they're they're planning to do. The recovery operations follow the end of the main mission of Hayabusa 2. The journey took or it took six years and it traveled more than five billion kilometers. It's quite a distance. It's not exactly across the street. Mm-hmm. Uh, the capsule will first be assessed at a quick look facility before transport to Japan, where the capsule will eventually be opened. Samples will then undergo laboratory analysis in first vacuum and then in nitrogen conditions. God help us Did if they bring see... back something. <laughs> right. You know, like, a, like a, a, uh, an egg or something that opens up. And or, a, just... or a plague or something. Oh, you know. a plague, yeah. Yeah. Do you see the photographs that... Uh... They took uh, of uh, Ryugu. I did not. This is from this is from a rover. Uh, they are basically. I'll put it in impromptu. Uh, it's further down in the article, almost at the bottom. Uh, basically, uh, the 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 way the lighting is and everything, and the way the um, I don't know if it's like a fisheye or something that the camera's doing. It almost looks like it's an underwater picture, and it's taking the a picture of like a a, a gravel. Um, uh, bed there or, or, um, but it's very rocky. Uh, in fact, you don't see much like sand or, or looser material throughout there. It's, it's mostly rock, uh, in, in the photograph and the rock, um, it all looks like a darker color. Uh, it's not, uh, there's some grayish rock, but the rest of it around there looks like it's a darker, possibly carbon heavy rock. Yeah, well, it's interesting. Also, in the article here, I'm looking at uh, they put a, a video of this up on uh, on Twitter, and it's it's a time lapse image that they took. So it's uh, it's a series of images, but they ran them together. So it looks like uh, a video and uh, they sped it up 10 times. But it looks as simple as they just went down, they touched down and then they lifted back off. Was that that simple? It wasn't something that that stayed down and and gathered samples or something like that, and then went back up. It, it literally just went down. It touched and then up it went. Um, more than likely, it's probably something similar to the one that we did, to where uh, it went down, took photographs, and did whatever, and then grabbed material and then launched off. Uh, it's probably something akin to that. Uh, I know the one that we did. Uh, they use nitrogen. Uh, they use nitrogen gas to. Uh, pick up the material, like stir it up, so that the little uh, arm would was able to to capture it inside their their trapping mechanism. Um, but in releasing the gas, it actually pushed the satellite away from the asteroid. Um, uh, you know, it, it counteracted what little bit uh, what little gravity is there. So I'm I'm, I'm assuming it, it this is something similar. Uh, in this case, it's a um, touch and go, if you will. Uh, it I'm I'm wondering if they did send a rover down or something though on the asteroid and possibly left. I'm, I'm not really sure because um, the photograph, it says in the caption there, it's a rover deployed by Hibusa 2. So I'm, I'm wondering if uh, they, they left a rover behind on the asteroid, which would Possible. be an interesting idea. You can see the yeah. lifespan of an asteroid and get yeah, data really. back. Huh, fantastic. Uh, okay, so SpaceX resupplied the ISS. So apparently what they couldn't take on the, uh, the crewed mission that they have up there now uh, they launched another one, uh, which I, makes me wonder how many of those capsules they actually have. I, I would imagine they've got, you know, five or six of them. Um, Quite a few, t- I imagine. Interesting cargo they sent up there, though. Uh, as soon as I saw this, I was really perplexed. Tissue chips and organoids. Two words I've never seen together, tissue and chips. And another word I've never seen at all until today is organoids. What in the hell are these things? Um, so a tissue chip is basically, do you remember the little the little plastic um, sleeve things you would use when you look through a microscope? You know, the little 
uh, yeah. plastic tray things. That's yeah, yeah, kind of logic. basically what the chip is, except uh, in in between the plastic is uh, uh, material, basically uh, material of organs, and it simulates what a human organ would function, what what it would do. So it, it would be, uh, you know, your liver, your heart, your lung, you know, all the vital organs. Um, there would be a sample in there, and they can use that for testing. So medicines, uh, zero G, you know, those kind of things, uh, or, or excuse me, microgravity. You could test those things in space. Medications and whatnot have different effects in microgravity uh, versus um, a, a gravity. Um, now, the organoids, uh, that is also a uh, miniaturized, simplified version of an organ. Uh, it, it says... Uh, it's uh, produced in vitro in three dimensions that shows uh, realistic micro an, uh, anatomy. So it's basically a miniaturized, uh, basically a, a, a group of cells of that organ. So in more of a 3D state, whereas the, the chip is more of a, it's still 3D, but it's more of like a 2D, you know, it's more flat than this. So interesting. Um, it says here that uh, they initially launched. Yeah, I watched the launch yesterday and I, I didn't know what was on it. They just said that um, that it was a resupply for ISS. And this is not the first time they've done that. I mean, that was actually one of Musk's first things for SpaceX was to go through the automated resupply of the space station itself. And it was right. successful. And so now it's just I mean, it's routine uh, as anything else. So uh, the upgraded Dragon cargo capsule that will launch atop a veteran SpaceX Falcon 9 rocket uh, is filled with 6,400 pounds of supplies and science investigations. Uh, research gear will support a variety of experiments in the life sciences, regenerative medicine, and many other fields. Regenerative medicine. Interesting. Isn't that kind of what we read about with the uh, one of the eight predictions at the World Economic Forum? They... Uh, they say goodbye hospitals, hello home hospitals. Yeah, regenerative it stuff. Could be, it could be um, uh, CRISPR tech. Uh, I know CRISPR tech could theoretically be used for uh, regeneration. You, you could use that to um, uh, correct the... Um, well, basically, you get, if you will, air pockets in your in your DNA. Um, uh, basically, it's not really air pockets, but for explaining simply. And those little pockets, those little... Um, basically corrupt data is what causes aging, wrinkling, you know, the uh, organ failures, those kind of things. It, it, it causes things to not work um, and not work to its fullest, you know, not. So basically you could use a CRISPR to clean that up or, um, or, or you know, get rid, get rid of those um, little pockets or simply flip on the, uh, the, flip the switch back on that stops aging, uh, which shuts off in about 25 or so. Uh, so maybe I don't know. You know, maybe maybe that's something they're testing. That would be that'd be pretty cool. Be able to switch aging off, and then uh, people that are older, uh, they're they're they would slowly regenerate back to the age of twenty five or so physically, and be interesting. It is interesting. They say that um, of course they're going to look at uh, uh, treatments for autism and Alzheimer's disease. Uh, it says here that space travel mimicking or mimics the effects of aging we see on Earth, right? Which is what you just said, uh, only in a much shorter time span, making it easier to examine the processes that are taking place. Uh, it's hard to study the human brain in. Uh, it's hard to study the human brain in space. Gee, I wonder why. Which is why these types of experiments are so beneficial. That's said by Bill McLam, who's the chief scientist at the Kentucky-based Space Tango. Investigation will take stem cells, convert them into brain cells that will form three-dimensional structures called brain organoids stored in a special container called a well. These types of mini organs are able to mimic both cellular variety and function of the developing human brain. Fascinating. Fascinating stuff. So, well, 
let's hope that it's beneficial research, right? Let's hope that it's it's stuff that um, they can actually uh, help us progress in a certain way. Agreed. All right. That's enough about SpaceX. There's also some other stuff they do, which I think is fantastic. They also, uh, they're going to examine heart cells up there as well. So they'll be able to learn a little bit more about um, uh, the cardiac system. And of course, immune responses in space, that's going to be big going forward, especially long trips to say Mars colony, for example, or uh, the moon. Uh, so we have, yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. But just not not just microgravity, but also being that you're not behind a uh, magnetic shield. There's some things that don't actually function uh, as far as humans are concerned. Um, for example, reproduction. You can't reproduce outside of the um, magnetic field. Interesting. Never knew that. It's something about cellular division, I believe, is where it fails. Um, and it needs that magnetic field. And if you don't have an artificial one, you can't actually reproduce uh, in space. Now, when you get to a planet that does have a magnetic field, theoretically, yeah, you, every, everything would function as normal, but not in space. You would have to have an artificial uh, artificial system there. Fascinating. Okay, back down on Earth. Let's look, and I love doing these. Let's look at this week in Campus Insanity, right? So what's going on? Welcome back to Campus Insanity, the weekly roundup of the craziest developments at the U.S.'s 4,000 plus institutions of, quote, higher education, right? Let's take a look at this, right? Top six. Okay, let's start with this. Number six, coming out of the Washington Free Beacon, Harvard leftists accuse law professor of liberalism. Bruce, you already look perplexed. I, I thought the left were supposed to be liberals. They were supposed to be the ones that were... They're actually not liberals you know. by the by the traditional sense. They just took the term over back in the 50s because yes. they couldn't compete with it. Right, right. But so, we've been told. That, oh, yes, we've been case. told. Yes, yes. They're not liberals. They're, they're idiots. Progressive student activists at Harvard Law School, once very well-respected university, now it's just a garbage institution, many of whom have called for a total transformation of the American justice system, are upset that a right-wing professor is calling for the same. Uh, wait, so... He's jump on board with what you're saying, and you have a problem with that. Yes. Bruce, this is campus insanity, so you have to take it for what it is. Oh, okay. Uh, fair. I'm trying to insanity. logically understand it, and this is uh -huh. not meant to be understood. Yeah, no, this is not meant to be logical. We know we say this is the home of you know logic, reason, and common sense. You're waking up with a cup of logic, reason, and common sense. Not, th not this morning. <laughs> not this morning no. with this. Okay, number five out of the Daily Wire. University of California at Berkeley. That's the place where they talk about social justice. They like to stab and burn things when a conservative shows up. Yeah, that place. University of California, Berkeley, unnamed buildings name after former university presidents. Now, you so ask. They just, they just removed the names from yes. the buildings yes. from, of past. OK. Yes. The University of California, Berkeley, moved forward with unnaming two buildings on its campus because the person's because the persons the buildings were named after, which were former university presidents, held racist or colonial beliefs. It's as bad as the John Wayne statue. Is this not your history? Is this not something to no, be remembered? There is no history That's, under Marxism, Bruce. It's all a mistake. I, you have yeah, to start over. I understand. It's cultural Marxism. Yeah. I'm, I'm still trying to be logical in this, right? I mean, yeah, but these that's are the why we erect statues. Bruce, these are the tolerant students that if you disagree with them, they'll hit you over the head with a bike lock or smash you in the face with a brick. True. True. Yeah. So, but they're True. tolerant. They're tolerant. Yes. Uh, number four, out of the college fix, UCLA student government offends Native Americans with inclusive renaming steps. The UCLA's student government passed a resolution to rename a supposedly problematic staircase. <laughs> staircase is problematic. Uh, but the proposed renaming was after the 
Tongva tribe, a Native American tribe that has never existed. <laughs> this is, I'm sorry, I don't, I don't know, really know what to say to that. What, what, what was so problematic about the staircase? I mean, did it freeze over in winter? Did it like, was it slippery when it rained or something? Or was it that it, it, its name was offensive? And it, it could have it, been, if it's the only person I think that would find a problem with a staircase would be someone that has that, a problem walking up or down stairs. That would be an example of having a problem with a staircase or having a problematic staircase, in my opinion, right? If someone Agreed. has some kind of an yeah. uncontrolled through no fault of their own disability or something, that's a problem. Okay. That's how or, I'm looking at it. Or a disability that they're under control of, like obesity, for example. Okay. Well, all right. Yeah, there's that. Or in this case, uh, if you have a mental problem, as in you're concerned about the name of a staircase, uh, it's just, okay. Lunacy, man. It's lunacy. It, it's insane. I'm telling you. It's Word, insane. Words hurt, man. It, it just, they do. They do. It, they can be devastating. It whatever just... happened? It, whatever happened? To, I mean, when I was growing up as a kid, don't you remember sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me? Don't you remember that? Yeah. Whatever happened to that? What you damn you damn kids never learned this? You idiots on uh, that are out there with your uh, your your four hundred dollars skinny jeans and your thousand dollar iPhones that want socialism and communism? Well, you never learned that. And words only have the power you give them. That's it. All right, Bruce. This one's a little bit uh, theological. This one involves. Uh, uh, an institute of, um, um, the, the, I think this is more along the lines of a, um, well, just because of the name of the place. Number three, again, out of the college fix, Southern Methodist University human rights group to boycott homecomings unless they become gender neutral. Now, I believe if I, if I remember correctly, the Methodists, I think ruled, uh, recently like the, the, the organization itself that, um, you can have pastors or preachers or whatever that are uh, homosexual and um, transgender. Like, so you can have them in leadership positions, which is to be theological, uh, uh, not biblical, just saying. Um, but so this gender neutral thing, like th this is where I get confused on this. I mean, I I'm really, really perplexed over this. I mean, I can't follow this. When you start saying you're like gender neutral and like this non-binary, I mean, that's what cult members say when you start doing that. that seriously, like that that's what it is. If you if you start looking at these uh, these crazy uh, occultist type behaviors out there, that's what they start doing. They start yeah. identifying like that. So I could understand if you're you're um, you want to say you're you're non-binary if uh, you've had your equipment removed. So you're 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 physically neither. You're still going to have the markers genetically, you know, in your uh -huh. DNA. Uh -huh. But, um, you know, if you want to go that route and have the plumbing removed and say you're non-binary, okay, uh -huh. fine. Uh -huh. Okay. Well, uh, again, explanation of this. The Southern Methodist University's Human Rights Council called to abolish the use of gendered language. Point of personal privilege. Yeah, go ahead. Please do not use gendered language to to address everyone. Okay, all right. I'm sorry. I'm just pointing it out here, right? I, I'm just pointing it out. That's all I'm doing. Is, I'm just pointing it out. The, is the student that that uh, the you know is he the head of that group? That did I'm, he find not, a place? I'm, and, I'm not and, sure. Okay. Okay. Not sure. But I mean, it's it's fitting that 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 just yeah okay. But anyway, um, abolish the use of gendered language like homecoming queen and homecoming king. At the university's dances, alleging the language is not inclusive enough. So, as a Christian, so it's not inclusive. What's your problem? Enough. It's Suck it well, up. Bruce is it's not inclusive enough. Okay. okay. Um, you know the idea of words not hurting you, and you know words not having any power over you unless you've given them power. That's yes. actually a Christian teaching, by the way. Just throwing that out there. Not to be outdone. Let's stick with the um, let's let's stick with the um, 
theological side of things when it comes to this next university. Uh, again, so let's um, let's look at campus reform. This is out of campus reform. Number two, a Catholic university is under fire from students for espousing Catholic views. Maybe if it's run by the current pope, I would see that. Cat. Wait. Stu- so wait. They have a, pro- a Catholic university. Yes. Or college or whatever. Yes. And yeah, Catholic university. That they're having problems with the school holding true to Catholic beliefs. Yes. So they're espousing Catholic views at a Catholic university, and so. Right. Okay. The students okay. are taking offense to it. So stu- now, see, it's uh-huh. not just students. It's it's not just stu- all right. So students, alumni, and faculty at Assumption University, a Catholic school in Massachusetts, wrote a petition attacking the school's promotion of Catholic social teachings on marriage and abortion. <laughs> I was I'm waiting I'm waiting to see the look on your face, and you're you're giving it. Too bad the listener can't I see mean, it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's that's kind of I mean. Life is sacred according to the Bible, and so is marriage. So, I don't, what's the problem? <laughs> I'd be fruitful and multiply. It's pretty, pretty clear it's pretty to me. Clear there, it's that, pretty clear there. Pretty clear. It's not. Yeah. You know, I'm sorry, but um, okay. Campus reform again, right? Number one, number one, most important one. University of California at Berkeley, the uh, the place that's so tolerant they will hit you over the head with a bike lock. University of California at Berkeley professor says law and order is a racist dog whistle. Hmm. Ian Hanny Lopez. A University of California Berkeley law professor, he's a law professor, law professor, you hear this? Law professor, creates a series of videos that explains why terms like law and order are racist dog whistles. You want to understand why we're in the current predicament that we're in is because we allowed garbage like this to infiltrate our education and systems of higher learning. It's because of yep. these people right here, like this. This is yep. why we're in this mess. We went to sleep. We allowed trash like this to get into our institutions and to corrupt them and to poison the minds of young students and young learners. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't understand how law and order, I'm, I'm still trying to process how law and order can be viewed as racist. Uh, <laughs> Ask an, a local Antifa chapter, that's all I can say. I mean, that, that that's the thing is like, there's no logical way unless you're saying that law and order is a or, or or order in general, right? Having a civil society is civil society, civilized society. Yeah, I don't want to use it's terms funny you used. Yeah, it's going to say they actually call it civil society when it's the yeah, most uncivilized yeah. form of society. That's yeah. that's what's funny about all this is is exactly that. It's literally everything, everything from election fraud to academia to COVID to. <laughs> The all-out overthrow of of our way of life. Look at what they've done. They've inverted everything. That's all it is. That's literally yeah. all it is. If you you don't have to even study what these people do, really. Just look at everything at what they've done. They've turned it back on itself. Everything, absolutely everything. It's so simple. It's stupid. It's literally that. If you wanted to take over the world, if you wanted to to wreck a civilization, then. You do something so simple and so stupid that it might just work. That's what they've done. We are out of time this morning, so I want to thank you for sitting down this morning, Bruce. I want to thank all the listeners. Be sure to tune in later on this afternoon because we have a lot. We have a lot of things to discuss. We have a lot of things that we're going to go over as it relates to election fraud in the United States. And so we uh, we hope to uh, catch you later on this afternoon. So thank you for sitting down this morning, Bruce. Thank you to all the listeners for all these topics and more. Please check us out later on this afternoon, and I hope everyone has a great morning.